Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am, of course, your host, Joe Mobley. And tonight, as you have seen on social media, no doubt, we're going to be talking all things COVID uh, with someone who's not a doctor, but I trust more than 99% of the doctors out there who are complete sellouts who, as Dr. Drew says, they've become employees and not caregivers. We're talking with the one and only Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's so good to connect. I am so sorry. I have to publicly apologize because we had to reschedule this uh, last minute because I got uh, pulled into something else a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so for everyone online, all 10 people watching, <laughs> Tracy, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're forgiven yes. this time. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, what have you been up to? Uh, first off, tell the people who you are, and then we'll get into some of the things that you've been up to. Sure thing. Uh, my name is Tracy Beans. I'm an investigative journalist. I started my own uh, company called Uncover DC about, I would say now, two and a half years ago or so, because there was no truthful media. And I could have gone in, you know, written for other outlets and, you know, been beholden to their sort of narrative of what they wanted to talk about. And I didn't really want to do that because I didn't want to be barred from discussing the topics that I felt were important. So I started my own company instead. And uh, today we have probably four full-time journalists and about 12 contributing authors that come around and give us pieces. And it's really exciting. So, yep. Awesome. I've got like a hundred of your articles up. One, because they're really good. And two, because Wendy is always texting me articles. And I'll be honest, a lot of the articles are really long. And when you pull up a long article, you're like, I don't want to read this. I read the Uncovered DC articles because they're good. And because it's not ambiguous, all the stuff is like linked in there. The videos, the sources, um, not calling out any other media outlets, mm -hmm. but some it, outlets have gone a little crazy. It's not your typical, it's not like a quick, uh, you know, gateway pundit read, right? Definitely not. You're going to get tons of facts. I'll call them out. I don't care. Tons of data, um, tons of like, you know, content that you can share with your friends. Um, it's going to be hardcore. Like there's no fluff. There's no ads for goodness sakes on my website anywhere. Um, and you're going to get information, like real information. That's what I wanted. We're investigative journalism. We're not just fluff and sort of like, oh, guess what happened today? Here's a few tweets about it. So it's different. It is a little bit of dedication to get through some of it. But if you really want to know what's going on, it's worth it. Awesome. So we'll jump right into it. One, if you guys have questions, throw them in the chat. We'll be answering your questions live towards the end. Uh, two, like, share, and subscribe. Everyone who's watching, everyone who's watching live, watching on the replay. And three, we're going to just dive right into COVID. Uh, so I'll just say at the beginning, I don't really care what's going to happen with this episode in YouTube. So say, <laughs> say whatever you'd like. This is going to be posted on Locals, which is the internet done right. Uh, my Locals community is thejoemobleyshow.locals.com. Uh, Tracy's got one. I think it's uncoverdc.locals.com. 
if memory serves. Uh, this will be up on Rumble as well. So probably the only place it won't be up is on YouTube immediately after this airs, if we make it till the end. Uh, so if Tracy and Joe just go bye-bye, you guys know what happened. Uh, <laughs> all right, so COVID, Dr. Yeah. Drew says what's going on. I, I think if we just synthesize it single thing, just distill it to a single point, it's the culture's got crazy with panic porn. Just panic porn everywhere. Death ticker, mask, juice signaling. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's more insidious than ratings, right? Because I think that that's kind of what's being insinuated is that these legacy media organizations are using this for ratings. And I think it's more insidious than that, honestly. We've seen an entire medical establishment now that has gone rogue. They don't want to treat sick patients anymore. As a matter of fact, just today... Um, Ron DeSantis opened up basically Regeneron, which is the mononuclear um, antibody treatment for COVID in early treatment that has done absolute wonders to keep people out of the hospital. Even when they're in the hospital, it's been successful in treating COVID patients. And he said several times, I don't know why we haven't heard about this before. It's been available for a really long time. But I think that they thought that if we would let them know this treatment was available, they wouldn't have gotten the vaccine. And he said this out of his own mouth. And I'm like, thank goodness somebody is finally talking about this because I had Dr. Peter McCullough on the podcast yesterday, which is how I met you for the first time. And he was he did an hour with us and it was incredible. And he said one of the, the biggest keys to early treatment, which then stops the fear porn, right? Because if, it, if the disease is treatable, there's no need for this constant fear and constant uh, division and, and you know all of the other kind of power grabs you're seeing from establishment medical institutions and government. Um, early treatment is key. And there are therapeutic drugs and there are prophylactic programs that you can be on that are successful. And even with variants, the natural immune system is really an amazing thing. And, and we can beat COVID. You can cut your disease course down to three or four days. You know, And in the rare case that you, know, you do have um, a couple of comorbidities and you end up in the hospital, there are treatments for you. And People are not getting that. Doctors, as you say, have been politicized. They are just literally taking a script and following it. They're not questioning anything. I have a friend in the ICU right now who we have been desperately trying to help. And the doctors are like, no, we're following the strict CDC protocol from the NIH, and we're not doing this, and we won't do this, and ivermectin is dangerous. Ivermectin has a better safety profile than Tylenol, okay? So... It's really horrible what's happening, but the fear porn part of it is just that. It is to keep people scared so that control can be exerted over them. Yeah, I, I didn't get to listen to that interview yet. I listened to, you interviewed a nurse and it was amazing. She spoke about uh, prophylactic care. She talked about early treatment. But literally, you know, I, I'm not going to go as far as Dr. Emanuel and say there's a cure, but there's a pretty highly effective, you know, a couple of different highly effective courses of action, especially before you ever get sick. And the crazy thing is, wasn't this common sense until like 18, 19 months ago, vitamin C, uh, zinc, you remember Zycam, like yep. you could take Zycam drops. So they used to have the you could break it and stick it in your nose, but I guess they got sued because people were losing their sense of smell. But you know what they weren't getting? They weren't getting sick. They weren't getting the flu. It's been common knowledge for all of medicine since they had zinc, like zinc, vitamin C, water, 
freaking juice, fluids, whatever. There, yep. There's a couple of other ones that have been studied now in, in some random double-blind placebo trials, medicines that you'd never expect and nutraceuticals you'd never expect. For example, melatonin. Melatonin at six milligrams per night, it's a, it's, it has been proven or shown now to be very effective against the inflammation in COVID and in use as a prophylactic. So if you want to go to sleep every night, take yourself some you know melatonin, six milligrams. If you have COVID, the um, COVID Critical Care Alliance that do, with Dr. Corey and them are recommending that you take 10 milligrams of melatonin. Um, also, another thing that has just recently started being spoken about at length, and again, I'm not a doctor, but I have interviewed hundreds of doctors at this point. I might as well be, <laughs> I play one on TV. Um, mouthwash, gargling three times a day with Scope, Crest, Listerine, the orange kinds, like the one that tastes really horrible. Um, that has been shown to be really prophylactic. A saline nasal wash um, once or twice a day because, you know, that's where the viral load really is. It kind of manifests in your nasal uh, cavity and your and your throat. So if you're doing these things, you're helping yourself before it gets to replicate inside the body. And that's what they're recommending. So now. deadliest virus known to man can be thwarted by a neti pot up your nose uh, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's, I mean, you know, isn't it crazy? Actually, you know, Dr. McCullough yesterday told me, he said, I am so stunned that nutraceuticals are so effective against this virus. He said he's been working with a lot of naturopaths during the course of learning about how to treat COVID. And again, like you said, elemental zinc, 50 milligrams a day, uh, quercetin, which is a, an anti-inflammatory, um, you know, nutraceutical made out of plant, basically plant skin, for lack of a better word. Uh, 500 milligrams a day. I mean, there are things that we can do. Wash your hands. No, don't toss a mask over your face. Just take care of yourself. Make sure your hands are clean. Don't wipe your nose and then open a door. You know, stay home if you don't feel well. Um, you don't have to go to the hospital. Now, the Delta variant, they are saying, does replicate really quickly. Um, and it is a much shorter disease course. So from exposure to sick is a lot shorter of a period of time which is why they have in the prophylactic treatment upped their prophylactic ivermectin to twice a week instead of just once a week. But there are ways to prevent yourself from getting this and there are ways to treat yourself at home if you do. And now it's just finding a doctor who will prescribe these medicines because there are several of them. It's not just ivermectin. And then if you do, you know, can we even say the words ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine? It's like they got canceled by the left. And it, it's unnecessarily political. But even if you can get the prescription, that's challenge number one. Challenge number two is getting it filled by freaking CVS or Walgreens, which I've never heard of pharmacist being like, now we're not going to give you that. Yeah, you've got the script. Yeah, a medical doctor wrote it, but now we're not going to give you that because it's for COVID. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, I have a family member who takes uh, HCQ, it's called Plaquenil by its regular name, uh, you know, brand name, every single day for lupus. Every day she takes it. And all of a sudden it's the most dangerous drug ever to, you know, hit the face of the earth. And they're not filling it, like you said. You know, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. What's happening now, though, is a lot of these doctors that are able to prescribe this, that are prescribing it, are using different pharmacies that they've partnered with to be able to get this medicine to people. Because we're in America, aren't we, Joe? I thought, I, we I thought so. 
I can't believe we're having this discussion in America. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of patients who have gone into hospital because their pulse ox was reading in the 80s. They got scared. They went into the hospital. And as soon as they get in there, as soon as they realize that you have COVID, it's the ICU. And they're talking about putting you on a ventilator. And they don't want to give you any, you know, sort of early treatments. And God forbid you mention the words ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, or even in some cases, Regeneron, or you know, remdesivir, they're very quick to dose out, I'll tell you that. Uh, budesimidin in a nebulizer, nope, we're not doing that. It's terrifying, it really is. Once you get into the hospital, getting any care without a good advocate is really hard. It's almost like you read my mind, advocate, that's the trigger word. I promise guys, there's no script. But again, listening to your interviews, reading your articles, and uh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this in the beginning. But yes, you have a podcast. It's crazy awesome. It's still available on YouTube. Probably get taken down anytime. Uh, but is your podcast on your website or does it have its own yeah, it website is. It's, name? Uh, it's under the podcast tab. Okay. So click on the podcast tab or you can just search it wherever you listen to podcasts, Dark to Light. What, is it Dark Delight with Frank and Beans, or do you, you, yep. I think you just typed in Dark Delight? Well, <laughs> yeah, you can anyway, find it Dark Delight. There you go. I totally prepared for this interview, everyone. I have copious notes. I guess I do have a notebook, but it's empty. Uh, <laughs> but an advocate. So one of the things that's like really important, especially if the Delta variant is causing people to get sicker faster, is you have to figure out who's going to be your care advocate before you're sick, before you're incapacitated. Um, I heard one of your guests talking about this just the other day. I think it was like Monday, it was, maybe last Friday. It's okay. Uh, it was Sarah. It was Sarah, the nurse. Yeah. But you need to have particularly like a medical proxy, a power of attorney, whatever they call it, where you are. Uh, I have one, so whatever, I get hit by a bus and they're like, he's got COVID, throw this tube down his throat. <laughs> um, my wife gets to decide, you know, um, and we, we have backups, you know, we have a bunch of kids, so we have to have stuff like that. But guys, you have to do this because <clears throat> you can tell the doctor no, and we've had three natural childbirths and I've almost had to punch two doctors and one nurse because they say we're going to do stuff because it's hospital policy. That's bull crap. Yeah. Informed consent. You can turn anything down. There are religions that don't do blood transfusions. They know you're going to die if you don't get it. It doesn't matter. It's your right. So you have to have that person designated for you. So if you are in the coma or whatever, and they can say... I'm not letting you do anything except for X, Y, or Z, except for zinc, except for ivermectin, except for whatever the treatment is. And for all of this equity nonsense, everyone can't fly here and there and get the doctor that'll let them do whatever. Everyone can't fly to Texas or fly to Mount Vernon and get care from a particular doctor. Uh, so that's something you can do to yeah, kind of protect yourself. Yeah, and it's not easy for that person. They've got to be really ready to fight. Um, you know, speaking of informed consent, let's move to the dirty gene therapy because <laughs> that's something that has been um, on the forefront of my mind for a really long time now, uh, since President Trump started talking about it, as a matter of fact. What this, this therapy basically does is send instructions into your body to become a, a spike protein machine. Just keep creating spike protein. Let your body mount a response to the foreign invader. But the problem is, it's not like a typical vaccine would be. 
It is literally an instruction that goes into your cell to have your own body create these cells. And so we're seeing tons of problems with this across the board. And just today, or yesterday, I'm sorry, the CDC came out and said, you know what? Great stuff. Pregnant woman, run on out there. You need to be vaccinated. We're seeing an uptick in pregnant women who are seriously ill. You really need to get vaccinated so that you guys can make it through this Delta variant. And my question is, why on God's green earth would you make your body produce something that you know already is deadly? Not doctors, but it doesn't pass the sniff test. It's really something else. And, you know, that's informed consent. Here's how it works. This is what your body will do. Here are the potential side effects of it. This is what could happen. Then you sit back and you weigh the risks. Am I 70 years old with diabetes? Am I morbidly obese on top of that? Do I have like COPD or some kind of other disease that puts me in a higher risk factor? Do I have heart disease or cardiovascular issues? Maybe it would make sense for me to get this then or whatever, but not, oh, this is the best thing ever. There's no problems. There's side effects. Meanwhile, we've had more side effects and deaths reported from this than any other vaccine. The the whole VARES database basically combined in history ever. And they're using this study that the study authors even admit is completely flawed to base this decision. And you've got to wonder why. It's it's like the biggest crime against humanity ever. I've been covering COVID since February of 2020. I'm telling you, this is the worst that I've seen. This, this push, the masks, the lockdowns, to me, are nothing compared to what they're doing with this vaccine and, mandate, and mandates. It's terrifying to me. I, I agree. And just today, this is another reason why I love Uncover DC, because it's like you can get on Twitter and look for news. Uh, but the news is like crazy timely. I don't know how many reporters you have, but you guys are like on point. This came out. What is today? The 12th? I think this was yesterday. Yeah. Um, August 11, 2020. But still, the confirmed cases, everyone. This huge line. It's very scary. People... Have the snip, but these are the deaths down here. This little tiny, tiny, and remember this like right here, say March 2020. This is when they took the constitution and put it into the shredder, they put it into the burn bag, they just got rid of it. And this is this was it. Where are the body bags? You know, where can you even tell there's a pandemic unless you see people in masks and and face shields and all this other crap? No. And I mean, look, okay, they, it was two weeks to slow the spread. It was never eradicate the virus from the face of the earth or no one can live their lives anymore. It was, listen, guys, stay home for two weeks so that we can get the hospital system ready to handle patients in a, in a more kind of even keel. Epidemics, pandemics, which is never actually technically was, don't work that way. They don't just go away if you hide from them. It's just not how it works. Um, you know, there's a natural, what we did was basically prolong the wave because there were less people to be infected, but people were still getting infected. You see what I mean? So we would, that's why they wanted us to, to go away for two weeks because they wanted to make it so that everybody didn't get sick at once. Not that nobody was ever going to get sick. I mean, you know, the New York Times actually yesterday came out and they had an article and, and one of the segments was the vaccine was never meant to prevent infection. It was meant to stop hospitalization and death. Complete and total lie. Complete lie. That is not the way it's, the it's CDC... It's because it doesn't work. 
Exactly. I mean, it's It's because it doesn't work. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But even still, even with that, like I talked to Dr. McCullough and he was telling me, they said the PCR tests don't work. We knew that back in April. As a matter of fact, one of the pieces I sent you to read was very long, but again, it was published in seven different languages. It went around the world. Um, It was about Carrie Mullis and the reporter that wrote it happened to have worked with him during the HIV epidemic. And he was the creator of the PCR test. And she had quotes from him. He passed away, but she had quotes from him in there. It was, that piece has still every week, it's got tens of thousands of views on it. People are still reading that. And, you know, basically it said, this is not what this test is for. Now the CDC's finally admitted that this cannot distinguish between the influenza virus and COVID-19. So now we don't even know how many actual cases we had of COVID-19 at all, let alone how many people died from COVID-19 or with COVID-19. So that's a big problem. And then the other one that I sent you was the um, influenza-like illness uptick in November of 2019, which goes along with your story a little bit. This is this is just absolutely nuts. Um, so I want to... I feel like as conservatives, we should get the, the Ben Shapiro rule. We should get to go to the front of the line. Why am I bigger than you? That's weird. That's okay. Inequity. No. <laughs> uh, we, we should get to go to the front of the line to ask Dr. Fauci questions because I want to ask him because like you already hit one of the lies. They they said, hey, this is going to get rid of this vaccine, which is, is definitely a vaccine, not something else. They said this vaccine is going to eradicate the virus. Okay, cool. Now they're saying they never said that. Whatever. They change their mind every day. I just want to ask Dr. Fauci, or any of the woke woke-to-vis doctors out there, is it possible to eradicate a virus, an illness that has animal reservoirs? Is that um, possible? Because the answer is obviously no. So we can stay, we can go matrix and tunnel underground <laughs> as if the earth has been freaking just purged or whatever. When we come back out, the flu will be here. Uh, swine flu will be here. Uh SARS-CoV-2, regular SARS, all of these viruses will be here waiting for us in the dogs and cats and livestock. But they're making us feel like we're crazy. And this appeals to authority fallacy comes out of everywhere. You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. You're not. How many hundreds or thousands of doctors have spoken out against this nonsense? You've probably interviewed them all. Yeah, and that's the craziest thing. I mean, Dr. McCullough before... COVID was one of the most foremost experts in his field. He's an internist and epidemiologist. I mean, the man's resume is impeccable. Harvard, he would do lectures at Harvard. He was, you know, the uh, editor of several very prestigious medical journals. He's more published than almost any other doctor out there. And he's the most published on COVID. He is the most published in the world on COVID. And Baylor University, where he, Baylor Hospital, I should say, where he was practicing basically severed their agreement with him. There is a a scholarship named after him for Baylor. Like that's how intertwined Dr. McCullough and Baylor are. They are suing him because somebody must have thrown a bio, an old bio of his underneath in his lower third, saying that he was affiliated with Baylor and they can't be affiliated with this horrible man. How, why would a cardiologist be treating COVID? So they, they cherry pick like what people's credentials are to make their point, just like they cherry pick studies to make their point. It's, there's no facts, there's no data. 
they are yeah. gone rogue. I mean, you've experienced this firsthand in Virginia <laughs> very yeah. frequently. I got my first smear piece, guys. It's in Media Matters. That's uh, so because, awesome. <laughs> because apparently I'm a professional. Uh, what am I? I don't know. I'm a professional activist with billionaire backers. Good for um, you. And yeah, I mean, if you look at the quality of this feed, then you know that that's <laughs> not true. But whatever. Facts don't matter. It's, it's the postmodern relativist world that we live in. And they've gone after, at, like, credentials don't matter. If you're any type of, not even conservative, if you just, like, fall outside of the mainstream narrative, they went after Ben Carson. Not really yeah. smart. Not a good doctor. It literally, not only a brain surgeon invented a type of brain surgery. Not I know. A good doctor. It's insane. And they do every person that steps out, they do this to, to the point where I'm telling you now, all you need to do is start looking at TikTok. You will see how many people are. I'm trending what? on TikTok. Wide trending awake. On, yeah. They're wide awake. And you know what? I have this, this like sort of, um, theory on TikTok. It's kind of like I need my tinfoil, but I don't have it because I don't usually wear tinfoil. <laughs> China is the big TikToker. Like, you know, yeah. they run it. There is nothing they want more than discourse in this country to be in the shitter. Excuse my French. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so they are allowing conservative content and truth-based content to flourish on TikTok inadvertently waking up like an entire boomer generation who was on TikTok for like lols during the pandemic. <laughs> Beautiful. I've never been on TikTok, but my friend texted me this morning, brown MAGA legend, apparently. <laughs> uh, there's a video of me trending on, on he's like, you got to get on and capitalize. I'm like, eh, I feel like I'd get fired from my real job if I got on TikTok. Uh, but anyway, we don't need to talk about that. It's going to happen to us all eventually, Joe. All of us yeah. will be fired from our real jobs. We have to make our own jobs. That's unbelievable. They did the same thing to Jordan Peterson. Not, yeah. not a. They went after credentials. And Jordan Peterson is not a top ten percent. He's a top one percent psychologist in the world. And they're just like, meh, doesn't know what he's talking about. Just like you said, more published papers than practically anyone in all the journals. One of the foremost experts until, and he didn't even rage against the machine. He said, I know. yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do com compulsory speech. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. You, you, you can't make me say the sky is purple or the grass is orange. Or whatever. That's it. He's dangerous. Yeah, we all are apparently. Yes, it's dangerous. It's dangerous truth telling. Horribly dangerous. It must be stopped. We're the great unwashed. You know what it is. I I steal this from. Well, I guess it's not stealing if I'll say his name. Uh, Dennis Prager's nailed it. He said this is the whole thing. This is the whole game. The whole kick caboodle is the institutions, which are apparently racist, but also leftist control. I don't know how that works out. The institutions have. 18 years for a regular GD or high school grad or 22, 24, 26 years for the higher educated people. They have all that time. We'll say 23 and a half years to indoctrinate you. And they don't want an articulate, well-reasoned, well-researched, not even conservative, just a truth teller right. to get to those minds because they can unravel the whole thing in 30 minutes. 
That's and why they that's why they censor us because our ideas are too good. Yeah. Our it's, ideas it's not crazy. No. But it's 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 not, I mean, it's getting to the point where it's almost like they're putting their eggs are like instead of holding them and kind of being careful about which chess pieces they move, they've taken all their eggs and they're like threw them up in the air and they're like trying to catch them and they're missing tons of them. Like, for example, I was added to a doctor forum on Google where a bunch of different doctors um, and really well-established, very professional individuals are sharing knowledge about how to treat COVID and, you know, all kinds of other, like, knowledge about the virus and the sequencing and all kinds of really high-level academic papers and whatever. And then you see... You're a doctor now. (laughs) I've read enough. I swear. I, I mean, I could never ever treat a, a human, but I know what I know too much. I know too much, Joe. Um, then I see people sharing <laughs> before it's news links. Now, if you don't understand this, when you like wake up to the fact that every institution you've ever held dear or held dear is lying to you, you are in this kind of shell shock of what else is what else is false, like. If all of these things that I knew, if these institutions I've trusted in my career for decades, if these institutions I've attended to learn to create this amazing wealth of knowledge in my brain are corrupt, if all of what is happening, if they're canceling me for, you know, fulfilling the Hippocratic Oath, what else isn't true? And like we talked about it on the podcast the other day, you go down this rabbit hole and you start looking at everything like you're in the stage now where like dead celebrities have actually been alive for like a hundred years. And like, it's, it's a, a crazy place to find yourself, but we're in the middle of this pandemic. So doctors need to scooch through that stage of awakening into like the more sturdy kinds that, you know, most people end up in fast, but I'm seeing this red pilling of academia now. It's something, wow. it's something. Do you know before so, it's a bad it's don't ever go there. I've I've actually not heard of that. I feel <laughs> like I'll ever. be on it right after this. So the the red pilling in academia is great. I'm wondering if stuff like this is gonna have an effect. So Tracy said one bad word. This guy's about to say several bad words. So if you have delicate sensibilities or children in the room, uh, then take care of that. Uh, but I'm wondering what the impact of, you know, influencers, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, is going to have as we're seeing more and more things like this. Hey, guys. So um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say, like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important, like, that we all do this just as, like, citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So, like, I suggest to all my followers, you guys make, set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych! Bitch! If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having... Okay, why are we working around y'all? If y'all... Uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. <laughs> Have you seen that video, Chet? No, but I love it. Wow. 
that's Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. God and bless him. I've watched it like a hundred times, but this is a guy with an influence, probably a bajillion followers on TikTok and Twitter and all those places. But come on, is that not common sense? We've had flus. We've had swine flu. I was at basic training when we had swine flu. They didn't freak the heck out. They said, hey, wash your hands. My husband got swine flu and I had a three-month-old at home when he got it. Now, that here's was- the thing. Did anyone have to tell your husband to stay away from the immunocompromised no. base? Because you do it on, like, it's common sense. It was amazing. He kind of just went and hid in the room for a week, and we slept in another room. It was like, whoa. You mean you didn't need a government bureaucrat or a social worker or a police officer to come to your house and make sure that the parent of the child didn't harm the child by giving them swine flu. You know what they did do, though? They gave my husband a therapeutic medication. <laughs> it was like something out of a sci-fi novel. Like, they were like, here's how we treat this virus and give you the best shot of getting better. Here's a medicine for you. Good luck. Not go home until you can't breathe and then die. No, That's basically back. what they're saying. Hey. You're not sick enough to be in the hospitals or come back when you're when on you death's doorstep. It's but terrible. I just, how do we get more Chet Hanks? How do we get more, like, I hate I hate that the world listens to celebrities. I really do. They're usually not a group of high IQ or wisdom, especially like a child celebrity or athletes. I put them in that category, like LeBron James. LeBron James is brilliantly more talented than I could ever hope to be. My IQ is that against his, just brilliantly more than he could ever hope to have. And that's fine. But dang, if he doesn't have more of an influence than I'll ever have, like, how how do we, like, and you've probably heard of that chat video because it came out like a day or two ago. No, I haven't. Oh, I have, my, man. I have my nose in a book. I haven't seen anything. So no. That's because you're like a real adult and you don't spend your <laughs> time watching YouTube videos. No, I watch TikTok <laughs> every night before I go to bed. Every night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's research. I'm trying to stay like somewhat human and laugh and enjoy myself still. And now I'm flooded with vaccine injury TikToks. So it's like, I can't get away. But that's oh, great. those are sad. They really are. And there's a lot of them. Um, th- that's great that he did that. But I can say, I mean, a year ago, he never would have made that video. So are we getting to the critical mass where people are like, look, dog, it's 520 days to slow the spread or stop (laughs) China or whatever it is. I don't even know. It's three mask Monday. It's vaccine boosters. Like we're just done with it. If we're sick, stay home. It's just March 12th. This was like COVID. This was days before the COVID shutdown. I'm at work at a, at a client site. And the guy that I worked with is an elderly, an elderly Cuban man. And I was like, oh, you know, I started to get sick at work. And I was like, I'm going to sanitize things and leave because I don't want to get this guy sick. And him and his wife are going on a trip. I don't want to get anyone else in this building sick. So I wiped down my stuff and I left. And I, I didn't even talk to anyone. And I texted when I got outside, hey, I'm sick. I just wiped down all my stuff. Little did I know, never to return to that office again. The next time wow. I went to that office was to get my like my coffee maker and turn in my creds and stuff like that. 
six months later or eight months later. Yeah, like a year later. But it's common. We don't need to be told this. People stay home when they're sick. People want, when someone in your house is sick, you wash your hands more. Dr. Fauci doesn't have to come into your living room and tell you, you know, no, I, wash your I hands. I don't need a sticker on the floor. I don't need a plexiglass barrier. I don't need a poster on the wall. I don't need something telling me which stores are safer to go into than others. Have you seen that program that Jennifer Lopez was pitching? Like, no, it's such a joke. Like, people, it sounds like social credit score stores. It is. It basically is. Like, you have to pay. Like, I think we have an article on it. Actually, we do. Um, you have to pay like a certain amount of money to get this label on your store that says that you're like clean, COVID safe. It's so stupid. I mean, they, it is it is critical mass. People are done being told how to live their lives. And the ones that aren't are not waking up. The only time that there are some people that I see that are pro, they're pro COVID vaccine who get this and they get either they get a breakthrough case or they get a vaccine injury and they preface their video by saying, I don't want to tell anybody not to get the vaccine. That's not what this is about. I'm not saying that this won't be right for you. This might be something that you want to do. I'm not trying to put shade on the vaccine, but I had side effects and I can't feel my legs and I'm in a wheelchair now. <laughs> I'm dead serious though. This is this. And so those people are hopeless in my opinion. Like, I don't know what the, the heck could wake them up more they're still saying, yeah. you guys should go out and get it. It's just me. I mean, this could have just been random. Like, the fact that I'm a paraplegic now, immediately after getting the vaccine. <laughs> or, like, that video of that woman having a seizure. Like, in the car? This one is on the floor in front of where they gave her the jab. Like, again, hey, we don't know what happened. It could have just been totally random that she just got the vaccine, stood up, fell down, and had a seizure. Could, could have been anything. <laughs> I, it's ridiculous. It's like uh, every, all these people sadly getting Bell's palsy. It's just it's the it's the normal number of people that get Bell's palsy. They're, you're just noticing it more now. Like it, it, they think yeah. we're stupid. It's so terrible. What would life be like? You remember that ridiculous death ticker? It was like freaking Cuomo head, and then cases, and then deaths, and then some other scary number. I wish they had. Uh, numbers of people getting vaccinated and then uh, the injury numbers there. That'd be an interesting ticker, but they don't want to put that no, on they, the news. They certainly don't. And they absolutely don't want people like us talking about this stuff and getting it out to any audience. And so I um, did the Joe Pag show today and I asked him before we went on, can we please talk about vaccines? He's like, absolutely. I was stunned. You know, he's national. He's on hundreds and hundreds of stations across the country. And he let me talk about this. And I was like, God bless you, because there are so many hosts that I appear with that don't want to go there. And they don't want to go to election integrity either. They're like the two topics that they don't. Oh, it's like, you know, my they tell me if I talk about this, they'll take my contract away. But let's talk about something else. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Remember when we used to have freedom of speech? That was cool. I know. It's like, how can you do it? Like, how do you live with yourself? I would never be able to do it, which is why I started on Cover DC, because I'm on a very safe hosting platform called Epic. Um, they, are, they're, they will never deplatform me ever unless I break the law or, you know, do something illegal. 
Um, and I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say. And I'm going to broadcast it to the world through alternative means. And it will reach the people it needs to reach. And that's the way it goes. I think COVID is red-pilling people every day. Um, so I don't know what you've seen. I forget how busy you are. Have you seen Dr. Dan Stock's video? Play it. All right. I chopped it up a little bit because it's six minutes long. Uh, but we're going to play it. And then, guys, I see there's like a bajillion comments. One, thank you guys so much for watching and commenting. And I'll get into those comments probably while this video is playing because I've seen it already. Um, but if you've got questions, and I'm still learning. I'm a terrible host. I'm supposed to say this at the beginning. So just pretend that this you is did. at the beginning. But if you got questions, I didn't say this part. Make sure you put a couple of question marks before and after so I can spot it in the chat. Uh, sorry. Shame uh, anyway. <laughs> Here's Dr. Dan Stock, who instantly, you know, they're going after his credentials. And, oh, what does he know? He's just this type of doctor or that type of doctor. He could be a freaking virologist. He could be Robert Malone and have created mRNA technology. But I digress. Here's Dr. Dan Stock. It's hard to move 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Anna State Board of Health and the CDC who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. That is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. Before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? It is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where it causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. Know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. 
And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. I did see that. I saw that the other day. Guy's a godsend. Amazing. Yeah. I just thought more like him. He was totally composed, wasn't yelling. And like, I don't care what someone sounds like. Some of the frontline doctor events, like they were so passionate because they're seeing patients and they know that the people who are dying, a lot of the death is unnecessary. Um, So then they start yelling and everyone's like, oh, it's just a crazy doctor. Uh, Anyways, I watched a, I watched all of the videos that have been made against the science that he was saying, you know, today, yesterday. Why would you try to fight that? Like, what is the positive of trying to fight, let's say, someone trying to treat the disease early or someone trying to, you know, advise that guidance is wrong? What are they saying? It's, it's, It's all nonsense. It's all ad hominem. It's all... Who wants to listen to this guy? People have attacked his accent, his composure, his outfit. I'm like, okay, are his arguments wrong? Are his points wrong? Is his understanding of what a vaccine is supposed to do? Is his understanding of respiratory illness? Is his understanding of viral load and of how viruses can dwell in other organisms dormant seasons and respiratory illness in summer outbreak is very strange. Is his understanding of all that stuff wrong or are we just going to make fun of his outfit and his accent? Because it made a lot of sense to me, not because I'm conservative, because, because he's not. right. Exactly. He's, he's freaking right. Like, what are these other doctors doing? Like, can I- I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they became doctors. They're not doing science. That's They're what he doing- said. He said, you're right. trying to get this vaccine to do something that vaccines don't do. This isn't polio. There isn't going to be an eradication moment, uh, which, frankly, that's what the progressives are trying to do with racism. I hate to break this to you guys, and I don't like racists as much as the next guy. I have been called a white supremacist, and I'm dealing with it as best I can, okay? But uh, <laughs> I'm dealing with my, with my white Bigsby. rage. <laughs> yeah. But just like there isn't going to be an eradication moment for racism, sorry, I'm sorry, sunshine, rainbow, feather, whatever. Uh, there isn't going to be an eradication moment for COVID-19 or for respiratory illness, period. That's not going to happen. So we can't stay inside. We can't wear masks forever and have kids in bubbles in school and plexiglass. Actually, I do like the plexiglass and the six feet apart out in public because I don't really like people to be that close to me anyway. But, <laughs> so maybe we keep that. How about that? We get rid of the mask. We keep the plexiglass in the space. One of the the things that we've loved about having this pandemic happen is the drive up shopping everywhere. Some of the things that I hate most are getting out of the car to go food shopping and they're not removing that <laughs> option. So uh, I think that was a positive to come out. Yeah. The work from home, the work from home can be pretty cool. I actually went on to a client site today. It was weird. I was like, I got to get dressed. That's actually why I'm wearing a colored shirt. Because uh, you got dressed for work. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, Joe. Yeah, we've definitely um, 
we're adding on to adolescence because of COVID-19 because like being work uniform with sweatpants and a t-shirt or like straight up pajamas. I've done work days in my pajamas. Let's be honest. I am wearing a pair of sweats with this beautiful white shirt. Pajamas. (laughs) So this isn't a question, but Casey Gates posted this in the chat. (laughs) Like, PCR test on applesauce. Like, why are we still listening? Okay, okay, I guess today, oh, this would get fact-checked if I didn't say this. They discontinued the PCR test, like today or yesterday, I think. Did I read that on your side or did I read that somewhere else? Probably. It was a couple weeks ago. It was a, a week ago or so, and it's not discontinued until December 31st of this year. Oh, I gotta pull up this other thing. What? Uh, where are you? Have you seen this? The uh, all right, guys. So, oh, let's let's zoom in. Oh, come on, Joe. I'm the worst millennial. I, yeah. So, oh well, never mind. I'm black. I'm learning how to use the internet. Uh, but anyway, this uh, COVID nineteen guidance for hospitals reporting. Uh, this is the latest CD. Well, I say the latest. This is the CDC guidance to be implemented June tenth of last month. And it basically says that it's optional to test for influenza, which really means, oh, I didn't put the other page on here. It stops. Okay. That's okay. We talked about this, or at least I did. I mentioned this, that they can't tell the difference between influenza and COVID. And so that's why they were treating COVID patients as though, I mean, influenza patients like they had COVID. They were putting influenza patients in the hospital like they had COVID and treating them for COVID. Yeah. And the the literature was very clear. The foot stomp was, because we just looked at the summary on the first page, the foot stomp was stop testing for influenza, which is interesting because they said that we were crazy for noticing that no one got the flu last year. No one got anything last year but COVID. It was a mess. Yeah. I mean, they had gunshot wound victims that died from COVID. They had people that got hit by trucks who died from COVID. Yeah. I, I and and even with that mess up, for lack of a better word, what was the death rate? It was basically min- minuscule. Um, unless it was the same. It was- yeah. I, I, no, but I mean, like the death rate from COVID. It, people didn't die on mass of COVID. I thought you meant the annual death rate. The annual no, death rate was, was the, the same. same. It, it yes. stagnated. First pandemic I've ever heard of where no extra death, people death died. rate stayed the same. So, all right. Well, no one has questions. Casey and Tom have some very saucy comments. Some of them are, of which I cannot put on the screen. Ah, I probably That's could okay. actually at this it point. Has, it has been a very productive 50 minutes. yeah so where can people get a hold of you other than on your website uncoverdc.com and in your podcast the light to dark podcast Uh, but where else can people keep up with you you can go to linktree.com slash uncoverdc for all of our socials we're on telegram um my personal telegram is at um tracy beans official and uncoverdc has telegram and the uh dr light podcast has a really active group of people, um, several thousand of them actually constantly sharing information. It is like a wealth of information in there. Um, 
And then, you know, Parler, I'm on Gab, I'm on CloudHub, I'm on Getter, I'm, you know, all those places. So I do not have time for all of that. I you really have a job. Don't. This I, is my job. <laughs> this is literally what I do all day. So so we didn't even get to get into coming out of the conservative closet, and we'll just do that next time uh, because it just it feels like last question time. Uh, so don't know if you listen to the show, but the last question is always the same. If you can get everyone to read and understand one book and like, I mean, really understand it. Everyone on earth reads this book and it's like the matrix. They just download the knowledge. What would you pick and why? Oh, gosh. The Creature from Jekyll Island. I've literally never even heard of this. Really? G. Edward Griffin. It's an amazing book about the monetary system. Um, I think it's a fantastic foundation for anyone who wants to understand the craziness of how it all comes together. That's a great book. Look it up. (laughs) Animal Farm. Someone always says Animal Farm. Animal Farm is a great book too. Yeah. I've never even heard of this book. I'm going to look it up. I'm also going to put it on my website on my list of book recommendations from guests. It's a good one. All right. Well, Tracy Beans, thanks so much for doing this. And thanks for letting me uh, reschedule because I'm the one with the tiny show and you're the one with the big show. So I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you uh, doing that last minute. Not for long. I mean, you're going to, you've been on like in like three or four of the articles at uncoverdc.com. So I mean, you're getting there. Yeah. I'm going on with, uh, uh oh. It's not John. It's it's Gary. Gary Bidford next week. So oh, are you? Fun. He's great. I love. Gary. Yeah, he's a hoot. We uh, we've spoken once or twice on the phone. So I I've been like all over the news, but my favorite thing was definitely Steve Bannon's show. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and his producer is a hoot. Like I hold on, hold just, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like. This is so different than like Fox and like the other outlets and like the stuff that goes on in the commercial breaks on, on, and you know, like better than anyone, it's like all this bull crap in, in mainstream media. And it's anyway, like people running around, throwing papers around and like, get that, get that, get that. We need it on screen. Get it, get it, get it. Anyway. Yeah. But like, when you're not faux media making up stories and like crafting a narrative, it was just basically everyone making fun of each other for two minutes. Like, quick, <laughs> as, as much busting each other's balls as you can. That's All right. <laughs> I'll see you soon, Joe. Awesome. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.